Hey everybody, welcome to this Xbox Life, episode number 165. My name is Rob, also known as Presar, on Xbox Live. And with me today, I've got uh, the magical and ever effervescent, how's that, how's that? Uh, <laughs> Brun? BJ Swig 33 and he didn't say the uh, title of this week's show. No, I didn't yet. Because I was oh, too busy yeah. introducing the effervescent BJ Swig 33. Yep, that's me. And the title of today's show is Time to Hit the Battlefield. Hmm, I wonder what that could be about. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah. So, Bron, what have you been playing this week? Well, let's see. I've been playing games that are fun. That's a good sign, right there. And not for achievement points. <laughs> um, <laughs> Whoa. I'll, I'll, I'll mention it. I'll explain here in a minute. Um, gotcha. So I played Gears 3, um, which multiple individuals helped me finally beat the game. Um, Some. Yeah, it was it was a good time. I had fun. Um, you, uh, you have an article that I'll mention about i'll mention gears 3 in when we get down to it but i played that and then i've also played some pinball fx2 and all i can say is i don't know how elite e-dog has that many damn darn points excuse my language darn points on some of those tables because it's like i'm happy when i get five million and then it's like oh he got 79 million (laughs) yeah it's crazy so him and wing both are pretty much pretty crazy on that they're pinball wizards yeah, there it's, but it's fun. I I had a blast actually playing it. It's it's really fun. So it makes us for the new uh, for the free board coming out. So everybody's definitely gonna have to go get it. So other than that, uh, and I played some NHL ten because that's the one I own and that's what I was playing. Cool. That's about it. Uh, going back about that pinball thing, it just amazes me how you know it, it's uh, pinball is a type of game. That was so popular, like what, 20, 30 years ago, and then it just died. And it's amazing that it's made this huge comeback in these games, and they are awesome. I mean, it's almost, almost better than the real deal. <laughs> almost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think they're, I think they're great. So. Oh yeah, it's good stuff. So for me this week, work, as usual, has been all crazy and stuff like that. I just got a little bit of uh, rage time in. And uh, eh, it's, eh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I think Rage is going to be kind of uh, shelved after uh, after Batman. Right. After Batman hits the box. So we'll see. Cool. So then uh, got some info on Friday Night Life. Oh, well, before we start that, uh, the reason yeah. why I said that I was playing fun games and not for points has nothing to do with the Achievement Hounds. <laughs> just to make clear of that. But I have to get with Mr. Moronic Cow. And I would like for him to come back on here. And we have to have an intervention for that kid. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was playing Sonic games. <laughs> uh, no, I... I I was sitting there and I've kind of flipped through and I kind of actually finally looked at his gamer score. He's over 200,000 now. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, so congratulations, Kyle. Um, but I have to, I don't want to have an intervention, but I want him to come on because for people that listen to Achievement Hounds, obviously they're, they're Achievement Hounds. They're, they like achievements, you know, they play games, uh, for achievements. They find it fun. So, you can't really argue about that. Um, but I'm just curious on on his game choices. I think I think Sonic has pushed it too far. Why Sonic? He's doing it just to aggravate me is what it is. That's what <laughs> that's what I think it is. Now but we'll have to get him on here sometime so he can talk about you know talk well, about his achievement stuff for, for people that may listen to our show and not theirs or you know, so on and so forth. I know a lot of our guys listen to both. They might not find it interesting, but I like to, you know, talk to him at some time. Haven't talked to him for so long, and always, you know, he's online, but he's always playing some funky games. 
But... So, so what's the deal with Sonic? Oh, he needs just because it's so. <laughs> Sonic needs curb stomped. Um, he just needs to be made into a blue puddle of goo. But I gotcha. So, Friday Night Life, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a game coming out. It's Battlefield Three. If the servers are up and running, <laughs> little joke right there. Yeah. <laughs> On the 28th of Friday, uh, 28th Friday. Um. We're going to try to do FNL. So here's the part. Here's the weird part. I may not be on. Wing may not be on. Rob, I don't know if you'll be on. Pretty good chance I won't. <laughs> okay. Um, it c- turned out to be a very busy week when this game came out. Um, we'll try. I might be on later. I'm putting 9 Eastern time because I know that there are people on at that time that are playing. So please, people in the community, get together, you know, find a soul assassin or, you know, find Mirage or Gabbers or any of the guys that are playing. You guys all kind of hook up and you guys can play some FNL. And then if you guys do, I'll find some of the guys that played it and then we'll see about, you know, figuring out how it went, so on and so forth. If Wing is on, of course, he might be on a little bit later than 9 Eastern time. He'll be Pacific time. And I might not, if I'm on, it might not be until like 11 at night. Um, just something's come up. So that's that. But I know I'll be on this week playing BF3. I'm excited. Yes. I can hardly can contain myself. And here in about, let's see, it's, it's 12.01 a.m. Pacific time. So that's like 301 here is when the Battlefield uh, review gets released, I believe, for PC. I'm not sure if it's going to include the consoles yet, but um, I'll be up early in the morning reading that. So anxious to see what they have to say. But we'll talk about Battlefield a little bit later. Right now, what I like to start out with is Amazon. They are having an unbelievable Halloween uh, video game savings. No, it's unbelievable, so, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, unbelievable. So limited time enjoying savings between twenty five and eighty percent, eighty five percent on these haunting games. Um so price discount. So you you can go out to the site, um, for Amazon, this is going on until 11.59 Pacific Time, October 29th. So, once you hear the show, yes, you will have time to go out and get it. But they have 58 games total across multiple platforms. Um, on the Xbox side, looks like they have 13. Imagine that, 13. Um, so you have games like Dead Island, Fear 3, Rise of Nightmares, Lost Planet 2, Left 4 Dead, Game of the Year Edition, Red Dead Redemption, Undead Nightmare, uh, Aliens vs. Predators, Death Smiles Limited Edition, uh, Catherine, Duke Nukem Forever, uh, another Catherine uh, edition, Section 8, and Catherine again. Okay, so that's interesting. Catherine's on there three times. So they're all pretty much discounted. I mean, Left 4 Dead is 40 bucks. Uh, Fear 3 is $28. Um, Undead Nightmare is $14.99. Left 4 Dead is $14.99. Um, Catherine is 44 Section 8 is $12. So, I mean, they got some, some good deals for people out there that want to get them. But I figured we'd pass that along. And savings, savings, savings. On the PC side, there's some pretty good deals, too, because I originally saw Borderlands on there. I'm like, oh, that's an awesome deal, and I saw it was for the PC only, but 6 bucks if you want to pick up Borderlands for the PC. But, I mean, I don't know why somebody would need it if they already got it on Xbox. So yeah, yeah Left 4 Dead 2, Fallout 3 is $15. Yeah, Bioshock, well, Bioshock 2, rather, for 6 bucks on the PC. Yeah. That's crazy. And then, let's see, I also got a DS. Let me see if they got anything good in there. 
DS, DS. Um, nothing good. Never mind. I'm curious to see. Let's see what the 3DS is. Do they even make games for that? Oh, there's only three. three. <laughs> so all three games that they have for the DS are on sale. <laughs> yeah. Pet Zombies, Dead or Alive Dimensions, and Resident Evil, The Mercenaries 3D. So. Wait, since we're at it, we got to look at the Wii. It's probably like 13 exercise games. Um, Scooby Spooky, Alice in Wonderland, Ben 10, and Pirates vs. Ninja Dodgeball. Holy cow, did that console get in a good waste? Yeah. Uh, okay. So, and, yeah. And cool. PS3 is pretty much like the 360. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. But that's that's it for now. For for that. Yeah. So. Okay. Oh, before you, uh, you go first on this next one. All right. Then I'll hit my next one. Okay. So the NPDs came out for uh, sales back in September. Is, uh, we're almost at the end of October here, and in September, uh, the Xbox again was a best-selling console. So according to uh, their statement that was released, the 360's market share has risen to 42%, which is which is pretty darn good. It's the seventh consecutive month that the 360 has been over 40%. So that's pretty cool. I mean, what what's it been like the last two years? Ron, would you say that uh, is, the last two years have been pretty crazy growth for the 360? Yeah. Yeah, gaming in general, actually, but yeah, 360 has benefited really well. Oh, yeah, you know, with the so-called recession and stuff like that, you know, so you can pay your mortgage, you stay home and play a 360. Exactly. And so they sold 438,000 consoles in September, uh, which I say was driven by having six of the top 10, top 10 titles for the month. With you know titles like uh, Gears of War three, FIFA twelve, Dead Island, and uh, total they've spent five hundred thirty four million on the three sixty consoles, games, and accessories in September. That's uh, quite a chunk of change. Yeah, half a billion. Yikes! And yeah, no can. So did you did you uh, since they're doing so well with the 360 being on top for all those months in a row? Did you hear that the uh, Xbox 720 is about to be announced? There's rumors. That's what they say. No, it's uh, the the rumor is that Microsoft is kind of feeling the pressure to unveil the next Xbox in this coming E3 in 2012. Um, but according to some developer sources. Um, Looks like we're going to be waiting a little bit longer until maybe like 2013 before it gets announced. So, you know, the site uh, the site that I was looking at here was Joystick, but it reports that from various sources, from processor chip manufacturers to middleware firms, are expecting an E3 2013 reveal of the new console, followed by a launch later in the year. Though it could be out as far as like early 2014. But... I think no matter when they announce it, you know, if it's, you know, 2013 or 2014, I I, I think it, it would benefit them more to announce it at an E3 2013 and release it holiday 2013, not to announce it and then just drag it out forever. You like know, it's connect. like... Yeah, it's like don't don't hype everybody up and get their excitement all up and then just like drag it so long that people just kind of forget about it, you know? You know, don't treat it like a game. Announce it and then 4 years later bring it out. So, cuz we but, all know we all know it's coming. Oh yeah, it's got to. People and, already know. people already talking due to the Battlefield release that okay, now is the time where the PC is more powerful than the consoles, you know, with the latest hardware. Of course, you can always have a PC more powerful than a console, but right. it's it's now at that time where the hardware is falling behind, and that's usually when a refresh, you know, or when the next version comes out. Right. Um, but uh, I would say, you know, I, I say 2013 is a good 
a good choice, but I, whenever, like I said, whenever I do it, I prefer them to announce it, release it. Yeah, I could see them having some motivation too for the, uh, for like the all-in-one media box, you know, initiative initiative that they've got, yeah. where I could see them refreshing the platform just because of that, you know, because let's say if they decide they need something in there, I don't know, like a, not that they would need a TV tuner or something, but, you know, because since they want it to be anything and everything that the house would ever need for media and gaming and all that. Yeah, just for the all-in-one, though, I mean, we'll find out with this de- the new dashboard coming how big of a pain, you know, all this, hey, it's going to be, a t- you know, now you can watch TV on it, you know. Where supplies last, can uh, limited to two, buy one, get one free, the fifth one is 70% off, you know, all their little mumbo-jumbo, and then it comes out and your ISP says, oh, sorry, we you can't do that, you know. All these little special catchphrases, but I, I don't know. I'd, we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Okay. All righty. Uh, next thing I want to talk about, uh, actually, is a, a quick mention here that uh, word has it that Sony secured the rights to the Assassin's Creed movie. Ooh. And. I don't know about you, Brun, but I really think that Assassin's Creed would make an awesome movie. I mean, um, it's something. It's something that they can actually make a movie. You know, a oh, movie yeah. of it's. It's not sci-fi. Um, so it's something where it's like, oh, we got to have spaceships and lasers, you know, type of thing. Yeah. Or seven-foot Spartans <laughs> mm-hmm. in armor. Um, yeah, I, I think it's definitely doable. So. That'd be kind of cool, though. I mean, they even had that. What was that? Small. The webisodes. The webisodes, web yeah. They were. I mean, those were interesting, but yeah, they can make a movie out of that easy. Yeah, because I'd those, watch it. Those webisodes, I mean, they were awesome. I mean, it. I remember watching those things. It was like I think four or five of them. Yeah. And I watched those things, and I'm like, wow. I mean, I actually want to see more. <laughs> So you know, it, it could be uh, it could be pretty cool to have a movie and you know cast uh, I don't know Vin Diesel or something like that as the main character. No, I don't. What do you think? Not, uh, let's not do that. Or somebody that sounds like him. Oh yeah, you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, um, no, but you know, yeah, it'd be, I'd watch it. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I. I'm not one for going to the theaters very much anymore just because the experience kind of sucks nowadays yeah. or stinks nowadays. But, I mean, this is one that I would definitely check out and be excited finally to see a movie recently. Right. So, so Sony, do it to it. Bring us a good movie. Yep. Okay. What you got next? All right. Now, this other thing... I had a discussion with a coworker. Oh boy. Where, yeah, where he was really getting down on, on rage. This is just slightly before rage came out and he had this opinion of the game basically because he read some reviews and his opinion of the game was, I cannot play this game because everybody's saying that the graphics are just incredible. And because the graphics are incredible, that probably means that the game kind of stinks. Hmm. And, Brun, I, I want to hit you up here and, and see what you think. Like, what, what's your opinion on a game's graphics versus, like, the enjoyment of the game? Do you think that a game that might have some, like, crazy, insane graphics, like, I don't know, Rage was pretty darn good. Do you think that the um, the uh, de- developers of the game might actually just dump too much effort into the graphics to kind of gloss over kind of a so-so game? Um, no, I mean, I don't think they do. I wouldn't say they do. Um, it is weird 
when you know if it's all about look at the graphics look at the graphics i mean take take battlefield i mean mm-hmm. you could even take battlefield 3 i mean the graphics on the pc are just outstanding Absolutely. now does is dice going around saying look at our graphics look at our graphics they're no they're you know saying look at the whole package right uh, and rage didn't even say you know rage's driving point wasn't just graphics the reviewers were all about graphics though right but but that's just a that's just a part of a review is the mm-hmm. graphics and and it uh, graphics does not equal fun in in my book um you know you can always tell when a game looks good you can always first boot up a game and like oh wow this looks amazing but the more you play it the more you get used to it you know that that ooh and awe kind of right. goes away after playing it for a couple hours um, then it's then it's got to come down to story and gameplay, in my opinion. Um, right. You know, first thirty minutes to an hour, ooh and all with oh look at that or ooh look at that, and then after that it's just like oh boy the same comments over and over and over. Why are we yeah. doing the same thing over and over and over? You know, it that's gameplay and story got to really take that, you know, and and go with it. Um, you know. Modern Warfare 3, the graphics are going to be very similar to Modern Warfare 2 or Black Ops or whatnot. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they're probably not top-notch compared to things out there, but that's not why you play that game. That's, you know, that goes away after a little bit. Then you're into the gameplay and stuff like that, so. But, yeah, it's, you know, don't, don't play a game because that's all they talk about. It's it's something to be... Don't run out and buy it, but definitely play it. You know, it kind of goes to gameplay after that. Because uh, I guess you can kind of liken this to... You know, when you look at a, a movie trailer, and you see some movie, and, and I mean, it looks pretty darn funny. And then you go and you see the movie, and, you know, all the funny parts that were in the trailer, those were the only funny parts in the movie. And the rest of the movie is just horrid. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, to, that's like, you know, with blockbusters, they're always like, oh, it costs $4 million, you know, $40 million to make this game. It's just like, yeah, well, that's going to make this movie. Oh, that's going to be a great movie compared to this $100,000 movie. Right. And it's, which is not true. Like Red, yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Red State. No. Okay. It's, 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 um, Made by, oh, I just slipped my mind. Kevin Smith. Okay. You know who Kevin Smith is, right? Yeah. Okay, so he made it, and it has like John Goodman and stuff, and it's it's a, it's what it's an awkward movie, but it was really good. I really really liked it, you know. But it wasn't a blockbuster. Is it political or something? Or it's like a, it's got a religious tone type of cult type of stuff. You'll have to see the trailer yeah. to watch it. It's it's a real. It's only like an hour and a half movie. You know they don't bore you to death, but it is. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I liked it. <laughs> cool. So you know, with the graphics of the games, though, I remember back in the day. You know, you would go to the local store. I mean, this is all before the internet. You go to the local store, and you know, you might have had. Uh, seen some game in the magazines you saw some ads for it and you know you go to the game store and you know you or toys r us or whatever it was and you know you pick up the box and you flip it over and you look at the art on the back of it you know you look at the screen grabs and those games that looked awesome that had the shiny graphics you'd probably walk out of the store with them nowadays with the internet and all the hype before, you know, a game comes out, you know, I think nowadays we're a lot more exposed to what a game's all about. We're exposed to these trailers. I mean, every game's got a trailer nowadays. Right. You know, we're exposed to the trailers. We're exposed to betas. We're exposed to everything. And in some cases, you know, the, the junk games kind of get flushed out beforehand. But 
Okay. Yep. All righty. Okay, moving on. Uh, there's a, a little article uh, that I thought was kind of interesting. I, I know some of this <laughs> a, applies to me. I don't know if, if you uh, hit the link. Uh, yes, but, that's this is actually the one yeah. I was going to talk about a little bit with Gears 3 in. But, you know, Wing, Wing made the comment to me when we beat this game, when I beat Gears this weekend. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, Brun, you finally finished a game. I was like, hey, I've finished all the Gears games so far. But go ahead. What what's the what's the title here? Okay. Uh, there's an article in uh, Edge on their uh, website. Uh, it's titled "Why Don't We Finish Games?" And it's written by uh, Graham McAllister, and it, it's it's kind of neat. The little subcaption goes: "We all start with the best intentions, but somehow things often go awry. What's the problem?" Asks usability expert Graham McAllister. So, in the article, he kind of goes through and there's a, a cool little graphic of Mario in it. If you go check it out on next-gen.biz, um, uh, the article basically covers uh, a couple of different things of why they've kind of determined that people don't finish games. Uh, the first one. Is <laughs> yeah, Snoozeville. It's probably the the most obvious of of the bunch, and the one that we run into the most when we stop playing. So if the game doesn't hook you, doesn't engage you, then uh, definitely you know you stop playing. Right, which which to me is like the number one. Yeah. Between between the game being super boring or the um, or me like just saying oh I'll come back to it here in a week or so let me take a break, which I believe might be a thing in this article as well. It's kind of like take a break, never come back to it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's yawn yawn and being <laughs> sleepy while I play it. Yeah, just does not help. Yeah, you're sleepier 15 minutes into playing it than you were, but when you started. Yep. But uh, yeah, it goes into saying that the best games communicate to players that new experiences are just around the corner, and that they really shouldn't give up right now. And you know, I, I could say that's kind of true. You know, that's that's the thing. It like it, good games like pique your curiosity and and keep you coming back. You know. And they don't repeat. Yeah. You, know, you don't want to do like, oh, you know, like like, the, like Assassin's Creed. Let's take Assassin's Creed. Mm -hmm. The second one I liked a lot better than the first one. Because the first one was like, okay, go to a town, jump on all the towers, you know, make the little circle around, jump off the tower into a bale of hay, and, you know, and just wash, rinse, and repeat 15 billion times. And it's just like, why, why would this be fun? Yeah. So, And uh, he goes on to say that engagement is subjective. Some person's bland experience might be another player's way of unwinding in a challenging environment. And difficulty, however, may stop all players. And that leads us into the next section that he talks about difficulty. Yep. Where when a game is impossible, like Doritos Dash of Destruction. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, when when a game is impossible, that will basically just turn everybody off. Yeah. When you're playing the last section of the last chapter and the last act of Gears 3, pretty much you beat it, you're done. You're playing that thing and you're playing it 15 to 20 times over and over and over it got to the point where I made the comment this is taking a good game and ruining it by the very end and it was like I was I told those guys like alright I'm done I will probably never play this again that's <laughs> what my comment was because mm -hmm. it was just so frustrating oh man it was frustrating yeah. very very annoying but yeah yeah because I really think that when a person's playing a game, there's like like a meter 
you know, that can swing either left or right. And to one side is challenge and to the other side is frustration. And that needle can swing easily to the other side because something that's challenging can easily turn to be not fun anymore. Yeah, it's called breaking my t- – it's the, the needle hits break my TV and that's about it. Or twist your controller in half. <laughs> Well, I don't want to do that now. I oh, yeah. I, I should have mentioned this. I told uh, other guys I was playing with. I went to Target, yeah. and I was going through. I was like, hey, let me check the, let me let me check the Xbox aisle." So I go and check the Xbox aisle, and I see the play play and charge kit, twenty bucks. But in the spot of the play and charge kit was those gray controllers with like the gray buttons with the twist D pad, which comes with the play and charge kit. They're like sixty-five bucks, but the right. playing charge kit's twenty bucks. And I'm sitting there, and I was like, you know, the guy was working. He was walking around. I go, excuse me. And he goes, yeah. I go, I want one of these controllers. As of right now, let's say twenty bucks. But I'm gonna let you know, after I buy this controller, you need to move it because it's not twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I said to him. And he came, and he got his beeper thing because some person just stocked the shells prior to him getting there and he scanned it and he said oh this is in the wrong spot and i said yeah and he kind of looked he goes well i'll adjust the price to twenty dollars but i can only sell you one i was like that's fine that's all i needed so i got that controller for 20 bucks cool (laughs) so i was like nice you know so if if it's something that obviously the store has placed in the wrong spot they'll probably honor that um because I went to Walmart one time and they had an Xbox 360 for a hundred dollars or something like that for a hundred dollars, but um, you know if you tell them like you know I want this, you know obviously they're in the wrong spot or whatever, you know they'll adjust the price. But if it's something like a person, like if I picked it up and just moved it, and if you looked behind the first box and it's like the regular product and this one's just in the wrong spot, don't don't bet on getting it then but they had every one of them was the controller in the wrong spot so 20 bucks yeah no twisting gun controller i got a new one now so cool yep but i gotta Sorry, ask continue. did you What's really that? move that though <laughs> yourself no i did no i did not right no two actually two people that worked there were in the same aisle i was ah. so okay but, all right, uh, so frustration, yeah. Frustration. Yeah, frustration's a big one. Absolutely. That's where you got to ask your buddies like Wingman to come in and finish the game for you. <laughs> okay, next thing, taking a break. Basically, you come back to it, or you're playing the game, and then for whatever reason, you take some time off, yeah. Whether it's uh, a couple of days or weeks, the game is lost to you. I know yeah. one thing that just drives me nuts about doing this, because a lot of my gaming is in the take a break phase here, is that you forget what all the buttons are, you know, what all the controls are. Every time you sit down, you're relearning everything. Mm. Did you ever notice that? Uh... It depends. Depends how often you play the game. But, yeah, I can understand that. You know, because, like, for some of those games, you know, like, uh, uh, what's the one with, uh, what was Conviction? What's that? Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell. You know, where they have all the buttons, you know, for the different, what do you call it, takedowns? Yeah. Or whatever. And, you know, it's like that kind of stuff that. You know, you just basically got to, like, get yourself reacquainted with and it all. And uh, anyway, so it goes on to say that um, it goes, why repeat an experience when you can just seek out a new one? It's not if there's a shortage of new games. If the game can't keep the player engaged, then they just move right on. Well, that's that's kind of one of the things I wanted to throw in there is yeah. is okay. So we have boring, we have mm-hmm. frustration, we have take a break. Is in this article anywhere being overrun by new games? <laughs> like you know, if there's three or four new games that come yeah. out, 
you know, every couple of weeks, there's a new game, new game, new game, new game. You know, you're not take you may not take a break because you're not having fun. You may take a break to try another game, but you never go back to the other one because two weeks later, there's another new game. So just too many new games coming out, I think, is another reason why we probably don't finish them. I know that's one reason why I don't finish some of my games is because, you know, heck, there's another new game. That's like with Battlefield. You know, I'm buying Battlefield. Mm-hmm. I am not buying any other game for the rest of the year just because I want to play Battlefield. Um, you know, that's going to push Modern Warfare 3. It's going to push... I want to try Sky or Skyrim's next year, isn't it? No, Skyrim's this year. I want to try Skyrim. See if I can get into an RPG like that. Right. Uh, it just, you know, but these games, they're not on my list. Like, I haven't played Forza 4 just because there's just too much stuff going on. So. Yeah. Too many games, so little time. And I mean, that is exactly true. Yeah. Now, would you maybe say that, you know, the fact that you do the show forces you to, to accelerate your, your gaming schedule at all? Um, I, I think, I think it did in the past, but it doesn't now. Um, because, because of the community, I mean, we have other guys writing stuff for the site. Um, you know, we have people writing questions. Uh, wing seems to pick up a lot of the games and play a lot of them. But, you know, if we, if we wanted to review on something or, or to sit down and talk about a certain game, I'm pretty sure somebody in the community would come on the show. Oh, yeah. And and hang out with us, you know, with our gamers of the month. I mean, we almost have two, we almost have twenty four people that, hey, they've they've recorded a show with us before, you know, so they kind of know what what they're doing and and what's going on. So, um, I don't think it does for me anymore. It did, but it doesn't. It doesn't now. Mm-hmm. So it's a good question now. Oh yeah, because uh, you know I, I could definitely see. You know, having to talk about the game personally, you know, or having to talk about new games personally, you know, especially when you, you know, you don't do this kind of stuff as, you know, your profession. You kind of do it on the side and, you know, real world stuff takes precedence, you know, like family and, you know, job and stuff like that. I mean, it it can be really hard. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And then uh, the last thing. Uh, that they talk about basically is uh, to properly engage. Is uh, goes some games do it right, and they cite the game Heavy Rain, which I think is PS3 only, right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, Heavy Rain. I mean, there's there's some interesting stats on that thing, where where they state, and I don't know how true this is. I mean, these numbers don't seem right to me, but. They say 72% of people that started the game finished it. That seems really high. Hmm. So it's like two out of, I mean, three out of every four people. Whereas the average completion rate is somewhere about 20 to 25%. Yeah. It is probably very few. Or then they also say uh, Mass Effect 2 boasted a 50% completion rate. Even that seems kind of high. Um, see, I think it kind of seems kind of low because a lot of people that are buying the first or buying the second one probably played the first one. See, trilogies, I can see people playing more uh-huh. um, than just like one-offs um, because obviously you want to keep up with the story. Right. And also, also, I bet you multiplayer games, games that have... Uh, multiplayer campaign like a Halo or mm-hmm. Gears. I bet you those get completed more often than single player, but all by yourself games. That's a good point. Yeah, it, it, games are the games. Playing games are just better with other people. In my opinion, that's my opinion. Because um, I do know some people just like to play by themselves, but um, I think that just adds. You know, it's just fun. Just a shared experience. Yep. But, you know, so for some people, playing by themselves is like going to a restaurant and eating by yourself. Yeah. Sit down, not fast food. Exactly. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, yep. There was something else I was going to ask. I 
totally forgot what it was now. Oh yeah, the uh, with the games like the trilogies, would you think that the completion rate for the first game of the trilogy is probably less than let's say two or three? Yes. And, the, and the reason why I say that is because everybody, let's say, tries the first one. And then the group that complete actually completes it, they go on to complete the second and third. That's my logic. Yeah, I, I think, well, it, it all depends if you know if it's a trilogy or not. You know, Because you get the you, people that replay later on. Yeah, if, oh, if you didn't know there was going to be a Halo 2 or Halo 3, you know, would you complete Halo 1? Or is it more like, you know, you played Halo 1, some people completed it, some people didn't, but then Halo 2 came out, so then everybody's like, oh, okay, well, let me let me play Halo 2. And then you played Halo 2, and then all of a sudden, oh, Halo 3's out. Like, I bet you Halo, I bet you Halo 3 has a higher completion rate than any of them. Probably. Because it was the third in the series, supposed to be the last, you know, was the last one in, the se- in that series. Plus, add four-player co-op. I bet you it was the most completed one. And I bet you, I bet, I don't know if anybody ever gauges the chronological time of completing them, but I bet you a lot of the completions of Halo 2 were just prior to the release of Halo 3. Because there's a lot of people that go back and say like, oh, you know, Halo 3 is coming out in two weeks. I'm going to play some Halo 2 right now and, you know, like, either refresh the story or, you know, finish it for the first time so they can start up with three. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Um, well, before you talk about this one, uh, before we talk about this one, next one, let's just talk, uh, which, which involves battlefield three. Let's talk battlefield in general real mm-hmm. quick. Um, for everybody that's listening to the show, if you listen to it on Monday, the day it gets, re- gets released, at no- at midnight, Battlefield 3 comes out. So people are going to be standing in line doing this, doing that. Obviously, the review will be out by then. Uh, Rob, what do you think it's going to get review-wise? Let, let's say, what do you think IGN's going to give it? What's your scale out of 100? 10. Out of, out of 10? Yep, and they only do halves, halves and holes. Wait, what? They only do like point fives. They do nine, nine point five, ten. Yeah. They don't do like point threes or point eights. So they do halves and holes. <laughs> I'd say probably nine and a half. You'd say nine and a half. That's what I was going to say as well. Yeah. I say it gets nine, nine or above. Anything less Absolutely. will be. Yeah, very awkward. But I bet you it's. Nine, nine and a half. I don't, I don't think it'd be perfect ten. Yeah, I don't think so either. So. I mean, if if it gets below nine, I mean, I'd literally fall out of my chair when I was reading that thing. I mean, I, I just, yeah. I don't see it. I don't see it at all. Yeah. Well, you'll know when you wake up tomorrow morning. On the floor. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what, uh, what's your plans? You buying it? Mm, I'm probably not going to. All right. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> um, all right. So you're probably not getting it. I'm definitely buying it. Everybody knows that. Um, so are you going to rent it or anything? Mm, probably not. My okay. my game that I'm interested in right now is, is Batman. Okay. Which came out last week. Like Tuesday, right? Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. So heard it's good. Yeah, that's that's gonna be my next purchase. So cool. Um, trying to think of any other Battlefield stuff I can ask you real quick. Uh, you have info. You have some info on pre-orders stuff, won't you? Lay yeah. that out real quick. Yeah, so Battlefield Three hit over two million pre-orders. Two million. That is just crazy. I wonder if that just is including consoles. Yeah, well, I guess it's... I would imagine it's probably everything. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to give out the origin info on those. 
as a pre-order. But okay, two million—that's not bad. So you know, out of the gate, they're selling two million. You know, it'll be interesting to see you know where they wind up. Hmm. And Dice revealed a couple more things about the Battlefield Three open beta that's been going on uh, a little while back. They revealed that. 8,125,310 players played the open beta. Jeez. So, That's a good bit. So, and obviously it looks like 6 million of them got ticked off and didn't pre-order the game. <laughs> well, maybe they'll be scrounging for it on day one. Yeah, there, there's going to be enough out there for everybody. And just, just imagine like the... You know, the duplication houses or whoever that, you know, the manufacturing houses that have to do these games just to have to, like, pump out, you know, five, ten million, you know, of, of these games. Like, how long does that take? Yeah, I don't so, know, but I, I just know when I went to get gears, like, everybody pre-ordered and had theirs. I walked in the store and there's, like, 80 of them on the shelf. Yeah. Like, well, looks like I didn't have to pre-order this. Yeah. So. Who cares about a pre-order bonus? Then uh, another thing that they had on here is, uh, this is just kind of a neat little side stat, is uh, according to the data released uh, on their uh, blog, those 8 million people fired 47 billion bullets while killing 1.5 billion other players. Jeez. It's interesting that they count that. Uh-huh. I mean, what else do they count? Well, they have to count that because they count they calculate accuracy. Yeah. So that's so, a pretty cool stat, though. Yeah, it's interesting that that stat goes back to the mothership. Yep. They're watching you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Forty-seven billion bullets. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. Well, I was going to say, the other thing you had on the list, we actually discussed, I think, briefly last week. I think it's the time that you cut in during the show. We were talking about how the, uh, for Batman Arkham Asylum, mm-hmm. was it GameStop is going to like print out the uh, Catwoman, Catwoman code or something like that on the receipt. We were discussing right before you came in, like, how how are they capable of doing that? Because it's supposed to be like... Are they going to charge people ten dollars and not? Or are they just giving that code away? Or are they going to, you know, collect that ten dollars for EA because obviously it's an EA pass that's yeah. giving you that that code? Do you have any info on that part, or is it? No, just... I mean the thing that I was wondering was, is it the same code? I would is think it, so. Is it one code? So basically, oh, you know, I see what you're saying. You get it, and then you know everybody uses the same code. Uh, it, it's probably single single use code. I would think. Yeah. Yeah. No idea. I'll have to see how that works out. See if anybody buys it used and what they have to do for it, or when you see it on the shelf. Maybe I'll walk in, see some on there, and I'll ask them how it all works out, and we can come back and let people know. Yeah, you, you can be the man on the street. Yeah, that that's what I'll do. Do some investigation. <laughs> Uh, hey, any reason to go to a gaming store is an awesome reason. Right? <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as people can tell, Wing is not here. He's on business. He will be back next week. Um, we do not have any questions in the forums, but I do have one in my uh, message center here from ba- Brass Monkey Pro. Says, what is your favorite RPG? Mine is the Fallout series. Ever since New Vegas, uh, uh, ever since New Vegas. P.S. The game you guys forgot last week was Skyrim or Assassin's Creed. So, Brass Monkey Pro, what's your favorite RPG, Rob? Hmm. Favorite RPG. I like the Fallout series. I like that one also. Um, I I just I am not an RPG person, but I will say that since um, Mass Effect's considered an RPG, right? 
I'd have to say that's the one I'm liking the most. See, I mean, I don't know. I, I have a hard time equating sci-fi to yeah. fable. I guess I like fable yeah. as well. Um, did I see? There's Dungeon Siege, right? Was Dungeon Siege the latest one I played? What Dungeon Siege? Was it three? 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 Dungeon Siege three. Yeah. I played that for a while and really liked it. Yeah, that Dungeon was Siege was good. I played the original. Yeah. So. Yeah, those uh, are good. yeah uh, hard to answer that question for me though. Of course, there's there's the classic Baldur's Gate. Never played it. Oh man. If you like Oblivion, and if you got your eyes set on. Uh, I've never played Oblivion. And Skyrim. I'm going to try Skyrim. Yeah, then Baldur's Gate is worth checking out. Hmm. I'm sure it's available for like 99 cents somewhere or something. Yeah, I'll, I'll get back to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but. That was Brass Monkey Pro. I think that was our only question. Alrighty. But. Seems like another quick show, but hey. You know, time flies when you're having fun. Absolutely. But uh, for anybody out there that would like to know more or contact us or view our information or see what we're up to at any point in time, go out to thisxboxlife.com. Um, you can get to our uh, – you can email us, uh, check our Facebook, Twitter, uh, Zazzle, Cafe Press, um, you can get on our voicemail, which is 224-698-9269 or 224-698-XBOX. And I think that is about it. Do you have anything else? That is all. All right. Well, I am Brun, BJ633. And I am Rob, also known as Presar. Catch you all later. <laughs>